Welcome to the 23 Minutes in Hell podcast. Author and speaker Bill Weiss and his wife Annette address the many questions we all have about hell and eternity. Bill and Annette believe the subject of hell shouldn't grip us with fear, but instead, it should inspire us to use our time on earth wisely. Thank you for joining my wife and I. Today we are talking about the birth of Jesus. Now, have you ever wondered why the newborn Jesus was wrapped in swaddling clothes and what was this manger that was used as his bed? Well, Bill, let's begin by reading Luke 2, beginning in verse 1, to follow what happened. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And in verse 12, the angel told the shepherds, This shall be a sign unto you. The babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Well, why is this a sign to the shepherds? You know, it's interesting, Bill, that the Bible says that the baby was wrapped in these swaddling clothes. And the, and the word, of course, sign, this was a sign to the shepherds, means to document, guarantee, or provide proof to them. God spoke to the shepherds in a way they would understand. And these strips of material that were used... Um, around Jesus's legs, this was the same material that was used for wrapping the legs of newborn lambs. And these shepherds would be used, they'd be used to seeing this as they watched over the newborn lambs that would be offered as the sacrificial lambs in the temple. So these strips protected the lamb's legs so they would remain without blemish when they were born. So they could relate to that because Jesus, the Savior, is a lamb without blemish. Yes, and he was wrapped up in the same cloth. And exactly right, Bill. That's amazing. He was the sinless, sacrificial lamb for the world. Right. Revelation 13, 8 says, The lamb slain from the foundation of the world. And John 1, 29 and 36, John the Baptist speaking, uh, said, Behold, the lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world. So they would relate to that. They understood because this lamb had to have its legs wrapped to keep it from its hoofs from hitting one of the other legs and marring it. 
then it would be not without blemish. And Jesus was without blemish. He was perfect. Yes. And so he's they wrapped got it. up. Mm-hmm. They he's, got the sign. They got it. So in addition, the scripture is clear that Joseph and Mary had to travel to Bethlehem to be registered or taxed. And that Mary was very pregnant at the time of this travel. Well, by the time they arrived among the multitudes of people also traveling to the city uh, where there was no place to stay, you know, most likely they had to travel slowly with Mary so far along in her pregnancy uh, with uh, frequent stops. Uh, it wasn't because they were poor and couldn't afford a room. There no. just wasn't anything available. Exactly. Nothing available because they probably had to travel slowly, as you said, and they arrived late. Right. You know, and they were led to stay in what would be like a cave or lower area of the inn because this is all that was available, where this is where the family's animals would be kept for the night. And the manger was actually an animal's feeding trough. I mean, think of this, Bill. Jesus Christ, the King of kings and Lord of lords, creator of the heavens and the earth, almighty God, came to the earth in the most humble fashion, being born in in like a cave with the animals. His bed was an animal's feeding trough. He's a vulnerable, innocent child. Boy, that's a humble beginning. That's for sure for the King of Kings. And that's what he planned. You know, that's what, that's the purpose. Exactly. As, as humble. You know, Ephesians 2, 6 states, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And that is going to happen That's one right. day. Every knee will bow. And in, every in, tongue confess. Right, in submission. Yes. You know, and, and Bill, I love too, it. Ephesians 5, 26 and 27 along this line says that he might sanctify, he's talking about God sanctifying the church, you know, that mm-hmm. he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. So now speaking of us, you know, this is how powerful the Lord's blood is to cleanse us all of sin and makes us presentable to God as holy and without blemish. That's amazing that we could be presented holy and without blemish, but because of the precious blood of Jesus being shed for us. You know, as we celebrate Christmas, let's not only remember that baby Jesus was born in Bethlehem. Let's remember that Jesus was born to die for you, for me, and for all of mankind. He died, was buried, and rose from the dead, delivering us from death, hell, and the grave. You know, and if you've only known about Jesus, but perhaps you've never understood the great depth of his love for you, coming to the earth, born specifically to die and to take your sin upon himself and all of mankind's sin when he suffered a a horrific death upon the cross. 
He paid to free each of us from the devil, from suffering in an eternal hell, and to give us eternal life from the moment we believe on him, from the moment we turn from our own way and our own sin and receive him as our Lord and Savior. That is so important. And when we do this, we for, we receive his forgiveness for all our sin. No matter what we've done, Bill, his blood alone is more than enough to wash and to cleanse us all from sin, from all guilt, and from all shame. That's right. You know, and to deliver us from hell and eternal hell. What a wonderful thing he has provided for us. Absolutely. If it was just that one thing, right? Right, exactly. And praise God, we get to live with him in heaven in a perfect place for all eternity. Now, if you'd like to receive the greatest and most important Christmas gift ever, salvation in Jesus Christ, then please repeat this prayer after me, believing these words, which comes from your heart. Say, dear God in heaven, I know I've sinned and I cannot save myself. But I believe you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for me, that he was crucified, died and was buried, but rose again and lives forevermore. I ask you to forgive me my sins. I'm sorry. I repent. Come into my heart. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. You are the Son of God. Thank you for giving your life for me. Thank you for shedding your blood for me and taking me to heaven. And I now confess I'm a born-again Christian going to heaven, and I'll serve you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you said that prayer, go and tell someone what you've done because Jesus said, if you confess me before men, I will confess you before my Father in heaven. It's the wisest thing you could ever do. In Jesus' name, amen. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to leave us a rating or comment. We value your feedback. Stay in touch and learn more about this ministry by visiting us at soulchoiceministries.org.